Hey, hey, everybody, it's Tim Gillette, and I am here today with my new po podcast and podcast guest, Miss Gladys Boutwell. Uh, <laughs> hey, Gladys, tell us about what we're doing today. So I want to thank you, Tim, for coming up with the idea to partner to do this, because when it comes to the podcast side, you're the king. When it comes to the spirit alcohol side, I am very passionate about spirits. And so when we were talking about having some kind of gathering uh, and pairing food with some spirits, some alcohol, beer, wine, whatever it may be, and you said, hey, let's partner. I thought that was a great idea because with our skill set, I knew that we could make this successful. And I thought, what better way to do our kickoff than with vodkas? Because vodka is such a diverse um, and clean spirit to start with. And as we go into these next few months of holidays and what we can do, we can expand from there. So this is pretty exciting. What foods go well with what alcohol? And if you're going to be mixing, what else can you do? Make it all nice and fun. Cool, cool. So yeah, we've got we've got we got three vodkas picked for today. Uh, several foods I, I've picked first today, um, but vodkas. Uh, before we start, is like like when I was telling my wife what vodkas to get, and we said this was corn vodkas, and she's like, "Wait, aren't all vodkas potato?" <laughs> nope. See, all right, that was like my wife and I was like, "Wait, what?" Because then we picked up the label on every vodka we had on our bar to look and see that it was corn vodka, as a matter of fact. Yeah, the great things about vodka is that it, it's a grain. You, you can do, you can use almost any grain. There is some rye out there. There is potato and, of course, corn. It all depends on where the vodka is being made and what is most prevalent in that area. Mm -hmm. And so corn was one that across the board, there is corn everywhere. And so that's why th this was one that that's why the majority of vodkas are going to be corn. Uh, and then, of course, when they started making potato vodkas, then the, the potato vodka became the thing. Uh, I was listening this morning to uh, to the radio and they were talking about this 17 pound potato they had uh, come up with in, uh, I think it was new zealand and yeah. so the guy says well you know i you know stuck a fork in it and you know there's this huge potato so he's now looking at making a vodka from that 17 pound potato so yep that that is an option but today we're going to start Can we with get some of that taste on the show i'm just <laughs> we will be doing that taste on, we will be doing potatoes later on that'll be a different one <laughs> no, i thought i want from that guy's potato no i want oh, that guy's no, potato vodka. No, can we we'll get that one to him. this was huh? recent so we'll have to uh, ask him to see if he can send us some samples. Yeah, hey, that, that'll be our first request as a new podcast. Hey, can we get some of your vodka? Yeah. Yep. Why not? The worst they can say is no. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I understand you picked three. All right. And you've got a little bit of a story going behind each one of them. So why don't you start off with our first vodka and then we'll, we'll add food to it after you give us some information. All right. So this is deep Eddie vodka out of Austin, Texas. Mm-hmm. And this one has been distilled 10 times. I and see. every time it's distilled, it becomes cleaner. Um, Eddie Vodka was founded back in 2010 in Austin, Texas, by two local entrepreneurs that they already had a background in beverage. And so for them, it was like, hey, it's not that big a deal. Let's just focus, focus on uh, making a great vodka. Mm -hmm. uh, one of the guys was Clayton Christopher. He was the creator of the Sweet Leaf Tea. 
So you've seen it on the shelves. Mm -hmm. And the other was Chad. Uh, let's see if I don't mess up his last name. Auler, A-U-L-E-R. And he was the creator of Savvy Vodka. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So their mission really was driven by bring people together and have a good time. Mm -hmm. That is their simple mission. And so for them, it's, hey, you know what? There's a, a old swimming hole, hole in Austin. Let's bring people together. Let's, you know, have some vodka. Let's have, uh, let's meet people. Their thing is, uh, the people you're meeting are friends that they just, you just don't know each other yet. You know, so yes. it's all about um, friendship and camaraderie and having a good time together. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So. so I have not actually, I will tell you, I have not tried deep Eddie vodka. The reason I picked this one besides being that it was corn is that because you're in Texas, I'm in Oregon, had to go with some Texas. We had to do half and half, I guess. Yeah. First time. So, <laughs> yep. And so this one, uh, I haven't added anything to it, no ice or anything, because every time you do something with any spirit, really, you're going to get a slightly different taste to it. Mm -hmm. So you want to feel that nice, clean smell. It doesn't smell like alcohol that burns your nose. It just has a nice linger that you go, hmm, that smells good. And then you want to taste it before you add any food to it before you add any ice to it just cleanse that palate with oh yeah the bit. whole part of this is just to taste it and then just talk about what it can go with Ooh. and with deep eddie it's all about small batches they they feel that if they go small they're gonna have a better tasting uh product versus just mass producing uh and Crater Lake and Tito's also does the same thing. So that was another reason why pairing these three yeah. is because you have three products that are very similar in the way that they distill. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So hence. So yeah, and like, yeah. And the Tito's, I hear a lot more down here in Texas than I do the, the, uh, the D Betty. Um, and I, you know, there, there's an other ones here in Texas that I know of, but I didn't know about the deep eddy until you mentioned it, but I know the Tito's. I mean, I've seen Tito's even in California when I go there. So, yeah. Oh yeah. Tito's is everywhere. Um, we'll get to the history of Tito's and uh, how long they've been around and some of the history that they bring to not only Texas, but also the micro distillery. So that'll be a fun uh, story to get to shortly. So I'm curious though, though, now you, we we tried this just by itself. It's kind of like my bourbon. I like it neat. All right. But no, no ice. All right. Well, would you pour this just over a, over ice and drink it or no? Uh, this one? Yes. Uh, this one is one that I didn't know what to expect. This is the first time I'm trying it. Uh, but yeah, I could, I could add one cube. Me, I love my big cube. So I love having I have one the big square. cube in yeah. anything yeah. because it's, it, keeps it cold, but um, it melts very slowly. Then mm -hmm. if you use smaller cubes that they'll, they're going to melt a lot quicker. This has got the, 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 the corn to it. Like that, that my, um, that my, my Tim Smith's moonshine does. Mm. Same. I mean, same warmth. Though. I mean, I, I know you tasted that with me when you're down here in Texas, but yeah, same. Yeah, nice and smooth. And that's what I look for in a spirit is can I drink it just like that? Yeah. If I can't drink it just like that, then it becomes just, hey, I'll keep it on the shelf when I'm making something that's a mixer, you know, that I'm adding everything else 
in the bar to make it taste good and uh, or to be able to drink it. And the drinkability of a vodka is very important um, mm. because it's so diverse that you want it to be smooth so that it doesn't take away from anything else that you're adding. Yeah, cool. So what mm. food should we pair it with first before we move on to our next one? Oh, I'm thinking. Which one do you want to start with? You know, the prosciutto, I think, would go well. That's a little bit of saltiness, but not too much before we get into the shrimp cocktail, because the shrimp cocktail is going to give you a, a completely different depth It's going to be a heavier. Yeah, the shrimp to yeah. cocktail would be heavier onto it than this, and the, mm -hmm. and, and the salmon would be really heavy. Yeah. Yeah. So I would say a little bit of a – that's the beauty of spirits is that you add one thing to it, and it just changes the complexity of what you're drinking. Now, yeah, now when I worked for Starbucks is where I learned to pair foods with it and take, you know, one food at a time, pair it with the coffee. In this case here, we're pairing it with the spirit. So. Ooh. So it gives you a little bit of a spice there, just a little bit of a kick, which I like. Uh, it brings out the flavors of that, of that prosciutto. It does. And it's almost like it, it almost gives it like a pepper to the vodka. Yes. Yeah. That's what I'm tasting. Yeah. I like that. Cool. Cool. And so. then you always want to have something to cleanse your palate, uh, something to make sure that when you're going to the next thing that your, um, your mouth is cleansed. So we have a couple things, your uh, bread, as well as some water. Yeah. Uh, you could also uh, have crackers around just to make sure that um, you're, cleansing that palate and making sure that you're ready for the next taste of whatever That's, it is no, that you're going to be taking. Yeah, um, note to self, have crackers next week, just in case we need other palate <laughs> cleanses. Well, let's, oh no, let's do it with that bread first, because we come up with a, a great, um, this is when I was researching what would go with corn vodkas and it said dark rye bread. So, I mean, now we, we were searching for a dark rye, and Gwen found us a marble rye, which is mostly dark, but I know you found dark, right? I did. I found light, and I found dark. You said dark. I went with dark. Oh, my God. This bread is so good, by the way. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I don't even want to go into the stories with Seinfeld and the and the rye story. It's, there's <laughs> always something with Seinfeld, so we won't go there, but the viewers can look up that episode with the, the loaf of rye that... Seinfeld, uh, the Seinfeld episode. Mm. Mm. Yeah. That bread is just really good. I can eat that bread by itself, by the way. I think I'm going to mm -hmm. be, I'm going to get rid of all the rest of my buns and, and hot dog buns. <laughs> and I'm going to eat it, eat most of my hot dogs and hamburgers with rye bread from now on. I think so. I like that idea. And it's so, um, fresh and moist that you can add either add butter or not add butter. Yeah, I can butter on mine because I, 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 but then you, you don't, you're not doing any butters right now, are you? No, I wanted a nice clean um, rye in order to really get the taste of the bread to cleanse that palate and have me ready for the next taste. Mm -hmm. That, that, well, cause I got the butter, so I'm getting the butter in the taste now. Ah. On mine, so. And if you like that, that's perfectly okay. It, it, you know, that's one of the things with spirits is what is it that you like? Mm -hmm. uh, some people would never add ice or water to their scotch. 
some people will never add a mixer to their vodka and that's okay. It's what do you prefer? What tastes good to you? Because if it doesn't taste good to you, then it doesn't really matter what anybody else says, what the critics say, what we say. It's if you don't like it, you don't like it. And yeah, that's okay. I know. I, I know. I like a really, really dirty martini. Right. So mm -hmm. like, cause I love that olive juice. Yep. All right. But certain vodkas, I just don't like my martinis made with. I had that happen to me in Vegas where they gave me a martini. I'm sipping and I'm going after the second sip. I'm like, I, all I could smell was the alcohol. And I said, I just can't drink this. And so I, I said, you know what? I, I'll pay more, but I want my vodka. And so I asked for something specific and mm -hmm. it's like, oh, what a difference yeah, yeah. that it made. Mm -hmm. Well, some people say that word top shelf. I don't care what shelf it's on. If I like it, I like it. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. That's true. <laughs> well, I mean, but there's some fancy name vodkas that I don't like. I just, and they're fancy names everybody else likes. I don't. Oh, well, mm -hmm. bye. Yeah. So. That's okay. And uh, 2015 Haven Hills brand uh, bought out or they went into uh, to do a merger. So mm -hmm. however you want to call it, merger, buyout, whatever it is. And so you had two brands that came together in 2015 uh, to really continue the tradition of, of uh, Deep Eddy. Mm -hmm. And they continued with that same tradition. They they kept that feel of that retro feel and they kept that small batch, which was a great thing because you don't want to uh, go into a relationship and then have the other, the partner, if mm -hmm. you will, change who you are just because you're in this relationship. And with Deep Betty, this relationship has uh, been a great thing for, for both parties involved. Yeah. So now, but Deep Betty, now, because you're in Oregon, you were able to get it up there. Mm -hmm. I haven't, of course, I haven't here in Texas. So I, I assume check your state to see if it's available in your state. Yep. Each one's a little different um, because you don't know what's being sh uh, shipped to what state. If you're mm -hmm. a controlled state or a non-controlled state, controlled state, those that are in non-controlled state doesn't don't know what a controlled state is. If you're in a controlled state, that means you actually have to go to a liquor store to buy your your alcohol. You can get beer and wine at the supermarket, but you can't get hard alcohol. Here, I'm border with Washington. In Washington, I can go to Costco and pick up one of the Kirkland brand vodkas or a Kirkland mm -hmm. a brand uh, rum or scotch, whatever it may be. But if I go to the Costco in Oregon, I can't get it. I have to go to my local liquor store. So California and Washington, they're non-controlled. Oregon and Texas, we're controlled states. Yeah. So anyway, so what are we going to move on to taste with this yet? Because we got a couple more food items or do we want to move on? I think we need to go into that smoked salmon. I really want to leave the cocktail for last because in my mind, I'm thinking Bloody Mary. So yes. let's try the smoked salmon. So I'm just going to rip off a smaller piece of it. And, and for me, my smoked salmon is a sockeye. I am in Oregon, so sockeye salmon, it was, it, it was, I had to get So that. what you're I saying think. is you went down to the river and got you some fresh. I uh -huh. had to go to the grocery store. <laughs> well, I do have the Willamette River right here. I could just walk to it and, you know, stick my hand in it, quarter mile out. So. <laughs> no, I did get it at my local supermarket, but we do source a lot of salmon out here. I, I gotta, I, I, I do gotta say, you got a fork. I gotta bring a fork for mine. I just like all finger foods. Well, two different size forks. 
<laughs> I have a knife to cut things. That's all I brought up with me. So my my yeah, well, you're at your office, which is at your not at your home. I'm at my office in my home, but it is upstairs from my kitchen. So uh, did you get a napkin too? I do have a napkin. Good. Oh, good, good. Yay. Yeah. I, I did one thing right. <laughs> good job. I have a black napkin because I have dark pants on today. And uh, and I do have my boots on. Again, I'm in Oregon. I know you said heels or or boots when you asked me uh, last week. When we come out, yeah. <laughs> and I love, but one thing I should have said was heels on boots. And this time I'm wearing my boots that have heels on there. So. So yeah, that episode airs tomorrow. Auto the audio episode on that airs tomorrow. I was looking at it just today. I was, I was looking at some stuff on it. So that really, whoa, that's really a kind of a really unique thing with the salmon. Yeah, I like that. It's nice and clean. It it's uh, and the good thing is that the salmon isn't like that really harsh smokiness in there. So I think it paired very well. Um, that was a nice even feel to that to the Eddie with the salmon. I like that. Oh, oh, do it with the pickle. Do it with it. We have a dill pickle as our last thing in there. Okay, dill, dill, dill. Okay, I'm telling you right now, this is. I will be making martinis out of this one here for the next week. <laughs> oh, yum! And unless unless you give me a better one out of these two, let's see. <laughs> right. So the beauty about vodka is that you can just add pickle juice to your vodka. Yes. And it is refreshing. And pickle juice is great for cramps for you runners out there. Pickle juice before a race, the day before, it'll help with the cramping. I did not know that. Yes. Wow. Pickle juice is awesome. Ah. <laughs> oh. So, yeah, and I'm going to get my bigger glass. I got my little shot glasses. Which Remember these when you were down here? I, I have tons of them. Yes. Uh, you know what I do have, because uh, I'm bad, I do keep my scotch at my office mm -hmm. and scotch and whiskey at home and my bourbon, what have you. So I have these glasses. Yeah. Uh, I do have my um, other glass that's more for vodka, but I only had one of those. Uh, so I opted to go with these beauties here. But really when you're mixing your cocktails make sure you use the appropriate glass for your drink i was going to uh, say so, when we talk about that glass certain certain glasses as you drink certain things out of certain glasses and i've no, i've noticed yes. that and i thought i was hoping we were going to get to that yes uh there's certain even with wines you're drinking different wines the glass makes a difference on what what experience you're going to get from it how do the smells come through and so you want to make sure that if uh, if a recipe calls for a tall glass, use the tall glass. If it asks for a little short guy like this, use that. If it asks for a mug, use that. It truly will make a difference in your drink. One, because it'll look great. Uh, but two, because the taste of it will just blend right in. Some of the smells will come through. It's smelling, seeing, tasting. It's all your senses that are coming through when you're tasting any spirit. That's why I enjoy it. It's just the whole senses. It's not about just drinking to see what's the proof on here and how quickly am I going to get a, get drunk. a buzz. How quick am I going to get drunk? Yeah, that's my brother-in-law, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> it's, you know what, what am I going to enjoy and what's going to taste great? Um, I remember one time having my uh, 
I had had a dozen oysters in Vegas and they had poured vodka across the entire uh, dozen oysters. And then there was a couple of ounces left, two, three ounces, whatever it was of vodka. And I was able to sip on that vodka the rest of the evening. I just went around, you know, with my friends and I had my one cocktail all night and it was perfect because I just was able to enjoy it. I take a sip and I just go, mm, so good. And then I move on. So, yes. So, so maybe what we're going to do uh, the next year is we'll come up with a line of glasses to go vodka glasses and we'll have it with the lady G and Mr. T logo on. Yeah. Ooh, I, you know, I have my women who whiskey that uh, have already put glasses for the women who whiskey. Yeah. Um, I might have to reach out to them and say, Hey, will you do a uh, lady G and Mr. T? I know. I like your the way you. I like the way you drink, Tim. <laughs> I think that's going to be our thing. As I like the way you drink. Yes. Uh, that's going to be our tagline. I like the way you drink. So, so if you notice with Deep Eddie, it's a screw top. Yeah. Whereas this this is the I noticed the the cork type top. Yep. My vodka that I get and my moonshine that I get is is uh, we've been getting is the cork top. And no. you know what? It's some people foo foo the wine that have the the screw tops, but you never know. Sometimes it tastes delicious. In this case, we're going to a little bit because your Tito's is also a screw top, mm -hmm. but it's mm -hmm. a different screw top than your Eddie's. You know, with your Eddie's, you have a thinner, whereas with Tito's, it's a little bit thicker. Yeah. Mind you, Tito's is also Texas. So we got a couple of Texas going on right here. But your Texas Oregon. is ones that the two we have. So the two you have chosen today from Texas are both distributed outside of Texas. Yes. Um, you know, when we next time we do vodka, I'm going to do another one from Texas that is not distributed outside of Texas. In other words, I have to ship it to you in order to taste just like you had to ship to me this one here. This one here, I've been waiting for this one. Number one, I noticed it says gluten free, which yes. my mom's going to love that. But anyway. Many of the corn-based vodkas will be gluten-free. And okay. just read the label. That's the one thing with vodka. Okay, that one says, does, does Tito say gluten-free or no? Yes, it does. Right there. Gluten-free distilled six times. Oh, it's on the back. There it is. Yes. Okay. And Deep Eddie is also gluten-free. The other nice thing about Deep Eddie is that it will have a recipe on this little label that they attach to it. An American mule. So next is your Crater Lake vodka. So this one, uh, if you've never been to Oregon, Crater Lake is in Southern Oregon. However, Crater Lake vodka did not start in Southern Oregon. Uh, this is a lake that I will be doing. I have it on my bucket list to run around the entire lake. I will get there. There are some events that will um, allow me to do that. So that's on my bucket list. But it was Ben Distillery that's been making spirits in Bend, which is central Oregon, high desert. So you might think, most people think Oregon green. And yes, uh, we deal with the rain in order to enjoy the greenery, the trees, what have you. But Oregon does have desert and central Oregon is a desert, just like LA is yeah. a desert. So <laughs> um, when, I, when I was coming through in 2010, I did a motorcycle ride up the West Coast Ooh. And I was, I, I think I was in Medford and the yeah. guy said, you got to go to Crater Lake while you're here. Yep. I'm like, and I wasn't in my plans. I'd never heard of it until I got there. 
So I made it as part of my motorcycle. I rode the motorcycle all the way around. I have pictures, several pictures of me at the lake. Nice. And I, I had never, literally, that was the best surprise on my entire trip was Crater Lake. So I see you like running around because I understand the concept of what that lake yep. is like. Yeah. It is gorgeous. Uh, so I am glad that you have beat me to the punch and beat getting there. Living in Oregon, I haven't gotten there. Shame on me. And I've been here 10 years now as of September, 10 years. Uh, but uh, Crater Lake uh, has been around since 1996. Yeah. So of the three, this is the oldest one around, 1996. And they have been expanding their products. They started not only with Crater Lake Vodka, but also with Crater Lake Gin back in 1996. And it was Jim Bendis who founded the distillery here in Oregon. At the time, uh, it was the, the Oregon and Washington and even Northern California are known for wine. So the wine industry was already settled. Beer, they were starting to come and finding their own, but distilled spirits hadn't really been out and about and really a thing. And so Crater Lake was uh, vodka and gin were the two that really got things going here in the Oregon or the Pacific Northwest, if you will, because they were doing something that hadn't been done before. Uh, so that's how that got started. And I don't, well, you don't run, right? Right, Tim. You don't. Yeah, not, no, no, I'm not a runner. I, oh. I, you know, I, I, I run. Uh, I run mountain bike. Mountain bike is my thing more than running. Yeah. Okay. Well, when you're out mountain biking, um, sometimes you find a nice trail, right? Mm -hmm. And you're like, you know what? I'm going to go down this trail. Well, I've done that. I, I got soaked as a wet rag, as a, or as a wet rat, is what I was told on Saturday. I, I ran in hail. It was crazy. Um, but most of the time, I don't expect hail on my trail runs. I expect greenery. I expect dirt. I might expect some critters. Well, when Jim was out running, and I, I'm not sure if he was out trail running or if he was out just running in the woods because it is Central Oregon, not sure, but he saw junipers. And as he's thinking through, he says, why is nobody making anything with junipers? And so that's how he started with his gym. But at the same time, he worked with gin to make the or the junipers to make the gin. He also crafted uh, Crater Lake Vodka. So they both started at the same time, which is kind of cool, because most of the time a distillery would start with one thing before they move on to something else. And they started with both. So when you go running, or at least when I go running, it's sometimes to clear my mind. But also, hey, what's the inspiration that you're getting on this uh, on this run? Yeah, you never know. A vodka, a moonshine. A vodka just might you must be might be inspired to create a vodka on a run. On a mountain bike, we're create, we're inspired to create beer. I'm, kid I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> um, the the other thing with Crater Lake vodka is that when it was made, they said or Jim said, it's it's about the water. Mm -hmm. It really is about the the quality of the water and i don't care what anybody says water does have taste there is a taste to water it is it is the biggest thing like i you know what i mean i'm i'm big on as we'll get to in, in future weeks is the the mountain the moonshine the biggest thing they do is they look for the cleanest uh crispest all right tasting water to make it yeah yeah and the water in central oregon is very clean and so that's why if you have beautiful tasting water you will have a beautiful tasting 
um, product. So have you have you had a little sip yet? Because if you have, no, I was waiting. No, we could taste. Ready? Yeah. You feel it right here. You got a little bit of a feel in the back of your throat. Yeah. This is smoother than the Deep Eddy. Mm -hmm. A lot smoother. Wow. And you haven't even tasted the reserve. They have a reserve that mm -hmm. is so smooth that it's almost like drinking water. We'll do that on another episode. But yeah. I wanted to start with this one because it's it's in the same realm as these other two. So um, I, I think we need to taste the salmon with this one. Okay. You want to do a piece of salmon first? Yeah. All right. Because I think, you know, Oregon salmon and Oregon vodka. Mm. I might be I might be having you know Oklahoma salmon for all I know right now. <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> That's pretty bad if you're drinking you're eating Oklahoma salmon, man. Yeah, somebody said to me once, why would you be having seafood in Vegas? There is no river, ocean, or anything anywhere near that has, you know, sushi. You know? Okay, so, uh, you know, and I'm sure we'll get into food stuff over the years uh, of doing our podcast. But, like, when I moved to Texas in 1998, I'm going to take a taste of this after this. Just before, oh, my God, that really brings out the salmon. Um, mm -hmm. Just before moving to Texas, I went, the weekend before I drove here, I went to Maine to visit a friend of mine who lived in Maine and had lobster on the coast of Maine. Uh -huh. All right. And uh, then I, I literally, I come back to Pennsylvania, I pack the stuff in my car and I leave the next morning to drive to Texas to move here. I'm here in Texas for three weeks and we went to, there's a, um, uh, like, uh, um, what's the the, the, the the flavors from from New Orleans? What do they call that? The um, Cajun? Cajun type. Cajun or seafood, Creole? Cajun Creole type seafood restaurant called Papa Do's down here in Dallas. Okay. And they have live lobsters you get to pick your live lobster Ooh, cool. so i picked the live lobster out of the tank i'm the only guy who got a lobster in the restaurant that night and i'm here three weeks right and then literally the manager comes over he's all excited so how was the lobster i'm like eh. and he goes what what was wrong with it i'm like i had lobster on the coast of maine two weeks ago i'm sorry I, I should have not had your lobster tonight i should have waited a month or two because there's no comparison to a, a lobster who's been out of the water for 48 to 72 hours as opposed right. to out of the water on your plate. You know, I'm sure yeah. the salmon I'm eating versus the salmon you're eating. Mine's probably been packaged. I want to say six to seven days. You're probably having something that's probably um, out of the water or even if it was farmed, maybe three at the most. Yeah, yeah it could be. Yeah. Flavor that and that matters in the flavor of your seafood. You guys have no idea how much that matters in the flavor of your seafood. Yeah. Yeah. Even farmed uh, seafood is so different than wild caught. Mm -hmm. And this particular one was a wild caught uh, sockeye salmon. Yeah. I got a wild caught in this, but yeah. Um, yeah. But oh it was yummy. That, that salmon, all right. It just, it gives it like a buttery, like a buttery smoothness to this vodka. Mm-hmm. I like that. I oh. really like that. Oh. I think I'm going to take a piece of bread, though. Cleanse this out. 
And one of the things when uh, Crater Lake started, uh, it was all about locals. Mm-hmm. How can they use the local farmers and mm-hmm. the local produce? And to this day, they are still very much about local. Small batches, just like uh, Deep Eddie, they want to do small batches. They want to help local. They want to do the things that will, even though it takes a little bit longer, it's worth the wait, truly. And right now, I mean, when you have the farmers that there's less and less farmers that are, or the the children taking over the farms, they want to help support so that they can continue because, oh my goodness, um, if we start having those local farmers, I mean, I've tasted fruits from that come from wherever and then the local fruit and there's a huge difference. I mean, local fruit, local, local veggies. Oh my goodness. Such flavor. Just like if you're growing your own, there's just so much love in there. And Uh I I see that as local farmers, they do put in so much effort uh, in sourcing from farm to our table. I love that. And this is being distilled through um, volcanic rock 10 times. Wow. And it's going to remove all impurities and just, that's why it's so clean because it's being filtered and they've gotten a lot of accolades. They've uh, gotten silver and bronze medals for the, this particular vodka. And it's absolutely delicious. Carol says perfect timing for West coast happy hours. Of course we were thinking about that Carol, when we created the podcast, the other reason we thought about this podcast guys, so, you know, and we're going to improve as we grow. All right. Uh, uh, as really, we wanted you guys to come up. We wanted to come up with recipes and ideas for you guys on Monday. So you can plan your weekend parties around what we're sharing with you. So that's what it's all about. Yeah. And really like with this particular vodka, they sold 600 cases in 2000 yeah. and then they started getting more accolades. And by 2001, they had doubled that. Now they're in 26 States and growing. So what? it's all about just, Good. We have a list of the states they're in, so we can put in the show notes today. Oh, I will look them up. I know right, yeah. that I will get those. I know yeah. the number. I don't have all of them, but um, I know it can be found at least on the West Coast a lot easier than you know. A lot easier than Texas. I yeah. we won't say how I got it to Texas. <laughs> uh, uh, uh. We will have to talk to all your commissioners in Texas to bring it a little bit more uh, across the board. Yeah. Once I get closer to the government in Texas, I will get certain things brought in. But anyway. So so lastly, you got to clean your palate because we got to move on to Tito's because Tito's has made history. I know that you're kind of going, I don't know if I like Tito's. I don't know. It's I heard a lot about it. And I think because you're in Texas and you hear a lot about Tito's, you might be going like, I don't know. Do I want to like it? Do I not want to like it? So cleanse your palate. Um. Yeah, I, it's T- Tito's. Now, I'm tasting this, guys, for as a tasting because I've had Tito's vodka in my drinks, and I've, I've not liked it. So when I agreed to let Gladys do this today, I'm like, you know what? I, I get to give a non-bias because I'm tasting the vodka by itself and pairing it with foods by itself. So. so you have somebody that's a geologist, an oil and gas businessman, a hella portable manager, and a mortgage broker, and you're like, what does that have to do with vodka? Well, the founder of Tito's Vodka, which is Bert Butler, 
uh, Beverage the Second. Yes, Beverage is his Beverage last name. Beverage is his name. <laughs> and it, his, uh, he's been known as Bertito, which there's a Geico commercial that says uh, in Spanish that they said, we don't know why Hispanics put things in the diminutive. Everything is Ido, you know, making things small, Bertito. Yeah. So he was called Bertito and then Tito. Uh, that's how this got its name. But he went through, oh my goodness, he, he got his uh, degree in geophysics uh, as well as geology. Uh, he worked in gas and oil. He was in South America. Uh, he was drilling holes. I mean, he was using dynamite every 25 feet to blow up these areas to really mine in there. But there's very specific ways of doing this, so very dangerous. However, he, uh, the, the company he worked for, it was all about working with the community, but being able to source the minerals that were in there. Um, and he got tired of it, came back to Austin, then back to Texas. He's like, you know what? Um, this is not working out for me. One of his friends said, hey, why not become a mortgage broker? So he did. But he started making flavored vodkas. For his friends as gifts and somebody called him hey you're a vodka you're the vodka guy and he's like no i'm the, i'm the mortgage guy and they're like no vodka guy they knew him as the vodka guy and so that really got him thinking so he's again texas being a controlled state he went to the liquor stores to the managers and owners and said hey will you buy my flavored vodkas with all these local berries and flavors and they said no, have you seen the bottles that are on our shelves collecting dust? It was overcrowded. Mm -hmm. But they told him, if you can make a vodka, and we're going to blame this on women because, you know, women, we, we kind of have a certain influence, if you will. They said, if you can make a vodka so smooth that a young woman will drink it straight, you got something going. Yep. And he's like, well, how do you do that? And they said, we don't know. You figure it out. Figure. He, he did. He figured it out. Uh, he worked on it, worked on it. He changed legislature. He was the very first distillery in Texas. Mm -hmm. He changed history in Texas. Since prohibition, he was the first to have a distillery in Texas. Not only did he change Texas history, but for micro distilleries from then on, it was huge. Since then, that's when it all really started um, in, the, in the 90s, really. He's like, hey, we got to do something. You know, um, it was in the mid 90s, actually, when he started all that. And it wasn't until 97, 98, that is, he was able to sell his first case and, and the thing with Tito's is that they don't do big advertising. You never will see them on billboards. You won't see the commercials. For him, it was all about if you taste it, you will love it and you will have it. And that's how it all got started. Small batches, another one, small batches. He figured six, six times distilled because the seventh doesn't make a difference. Mm. I don't know. I mean... 10 times distilled. I noticed that on Deep Ebby says 10, but this one said six. Yeah. And which one do you kind of like a little more? I don't know. I'd have to pour some and compare them. I, I'm, I'm comparing it to food right now. Oh, my God. Put, put the cocktail sauce with it. Ooh, okay. Good idea. 
All right. I think this one will be great with Bloody Marys. It sounds about right. So I made my own cocktail sauce. Cocktail sauce is very easy to make, y'all. I know. Ketchup, some hot sauce, horseradish, and lemon. That's all it is. Put the amount of um, horseradish and uh, hot sauce that you want. That's what, especially the, the horseradish, that's what really spices it up. If you don't put as much, it'll be a little bit milder. But that's all cocktail sauce is without the preservatives. Well, yes, I know ketchup has all sorts of stuff in it. Get the Heinz natural and then you'll have less preservatives. But that's all cocktail is. I like to make my own so that I can decide how spicy do I want it or how mild do I want it. Um, oh, so what I've done Wait, before. Yeah, once we do the bourbons, I'll tell you about my I'll tell you about my barbecue sauce I make. Ooh, nice. <laughs> so I would make my uh, my cocktail sauce and I would get the shot glass. I would put a, an oyster, fresh oyster, because again, Pacific Northwest. So an oyster cocktail sauce, vodka, and you have your oyster shooter. Yeah. Even my mama would have one. She wouldn't have more than one because after that, she's all like, I'm done. Uh, but, you know, she was 80 pounds soaking wet. So one, one oyster shooter was more than enough for my mama. But I do like that. I'm still thinking. I've tried it with just about everything. The bread, the prosciutto. Believe it or not, I don't like it with a pickle. <laughs> I don't know why. No, seriously. It's like it's weird because remember the other two I like, I love with the pickle. Mm -hmm. But this one here matches best with that with that uh, uh, shrimp cocktail. I loved it with the shrimp cocktail. When you said, ooh, shrimp cocktail, I said, oh, yeah, absolutely. I really liked it. When Tito's, because of the time, yeah. he couldn't get any funding. He maxed out credit cards, took out of his savings. And um, you know what? When you have passion for something... One thing that got him through was passion because he had heard a motivational speaker that says when there's something you love to do and that you know how to do and they intersect, that's when you have something. And that's what he did. It was something he loved to do for friends and he turned it into a business. So that meant because of the date and time, that motivational speaker was not Tim Gillette. So just letting you know. Yes, that is correct. It was back <laughs> in the 90s. You know, so Tim was an auto mechanic back then. <laughs> I was just drinking it back then, ladies and gentlemen. I wasn't motivating the guys to make more of it. Truthfully, everything I taste it with, I got to say, this is a uh, this is a Bloody Mary vodka. I like that. Yeah. I, I still like the Crater Lake to drink straight. See, now I've got all three here again because I'm now going to compare my taste to each other as opposed to the food. Mm. Right. And I drank all of my deep eddy. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Tito's. Crater Lake's better than Tito's. I will tend to agree. Mm. Wait till you taste their reserve. Mm. We'll have to pair that with some higher end. Uh, one of the other things that when picking these, yeah, I wanted to keep one that they were all corn based. Yes. Two, 
that there was a little bit of history in each one of them. But number three, the price point. Mm -hmm. These three, the price point are very close to each other. Uh, the reserve was the couple $20 more than this one. So um, that one is at a different level. So when you're looking at these, they really are pretty close to each other, in my opinion. As much as I love my Tito's, mm -hmm. if I can get Crater Lake, I will take Crater Lake. Um, and it's not because I'm an Oregonian, because I am I will never be an Oregonian uh, when you look at what people think if you're if you've been here 10 years doesn't matter you're still a resident you're not yeah. an oregonian uh but i will still take crater lake but okay. i do love my titos here's uh, here we go this is tim's ranking number one crater lake same here number two deep eddie okay i like deep eddie better and number three is titos out of, the, out of today's selection i think that deep i think titos is number three all right uh, deep eddie is number two but i gotta i gotta tell you Right here, I, I'm glad I got this bottle because literally, I know I got, or I, I know I can't get it here in Texas. I know I got to get some. I I got to get them to change some some things here in Texas to get it here. Talk to your liquor control commissioners and say, hey, bring it in. I, you know, at least here in Oregon, if enough people ask for some, if they go to their liquor store and they said, I want X, they will end up getting X. Mm -hmm. it, it's a whole process when it comes to control states, but if people are asking for it, they will get it. Um, and so, yes, Crater Lake is my number one. Tito's is my number two. I'm so glad I tried Deep Eddie. I do like this one. I yeah. still like my Tito's a little bit you more. You like Tito's better than okay. Just, just by a smidgen. Just. To, hey, just that's okay. We both have different tastes, and that's why we're doing the show, all right? Because we have different tastes. And really, we, you know, here's the truth: is, is guys. We would love to hear you taste all three and tell us which ones you think is better. Yeah. I think we oh. need to pull out there uh, yeah. and, and get it ordered. You know, if you can't get it, just ask for it. Ask your yeah. local liquor store to order it. Mm -hmm. So, guys, we're going to close up. We're getting ready to close up our week, our, our first episode here. But here's the deal, guys, is we're going to do this every week. We're going to pick. All right. Uh, Gladys does a lot of research to find three of the best. All right. And then I'm going to find foods to go with the, the alcohol she gives us. And we're going to taste it. But we want you to, A, taste, the, taste it and give us your opinions. We want to know what you think. Secondly, we would like to know, it, what would you like to see us pair off? Because we're going to, as you see, we both have different tastes. We don't have it set up, but it will be set up in the next 24 hours that you can email Tim at LadyGandMrT.com or Gladys at LadyGandMrT.com. MrT.com. And you can tell either one of us what you would like to see in our show. In the meantime, share this out with your friends and we'll be back next week. We promise. Right? Absolutely. Right? Bourbons. Bourbons. Bourbons don't next you, week. Don't you have uh, a teaser back there, Tim? I have. This is one of our bourbons for next week. That uh, This is Freeland that you sent me. This is coming up from your area, right? It's from Oregon, woman-owned bourbon made here in Oregon. Absolutely. You'll know the history next week about. Um, the seal life. is still on. Come back next week to see the seal taken off. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. So, all right, guys. Well, I'm Tim Gillette with uh, Tim Gillette Media. TimGillette.com is my website. And my co-host is. Gladys Monroy Beltwell with Insurance by Design, helping with employee benefits. I'm at insurancedesignpros.com.
Guys, we'll see you next week. All right. Go out and enjoy, but enjoy responsibly, ladies and gentlemen. Please do not yeah. be irresponsible with this. <laughs> That's right. Thank y'all. All right. Bye, guys.